May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When someone dies, the world is completely changed. Whether the death was anticipated due to a serious illness or great age or a shocking tragedy, such as the all-too-common shootings in schools and public spaces, no matter how death happens, or when it arrives, those who are left wake up into a new world. A world without the deceased in it is a different world. The reality of the human family has been altered by the loss of even one of us. For each one matters in God's eyes. Whether the person who died was family or friend, beloved or enemy, known to you personally, or someone you admired from afar, a thief or a criminal, someone you loved, someone you betrayed, Someone you never gave one thought about. They are gone, and the world is changed now. This is part of the human condition, that we are creatures and we will die and go back to the earth. Now, we don't like to think about death or talk about death. But if we are honest, we know about it most days, and we find ways to push the reality to the back of our minds as we get on with the business of living as best we can. When we lose someone really close to us, we understand this changed reality really sharply because it's happening to us. Perhaps it even comes with a change of identity that cannot be ignored. You went to bed as a spouse and awoke as a widow. In those circumstances, you know what I'm talking about when I say we awake into a new world. Losing a spouse or a parent, a child or a sibling or a dear friend, profoundly shifts the world as we understand it, as we experience it. So I think we can begin, perhaps, to understand the events in Jerusalem that day, the shock and grief, and pain of it. A beloved friend 
teacher, companion, was killed in a gruesome and humiliating way by the reigning worldly power of the Roman state. It's difficult to imagine being there and witnessing the betrayal, brutality, the mocking, the cruelty, to hear the cries of Mary as she sees her son die on the cross. It was unthinkable to those who were there that day. And for us, it's a familiar yet confusing story. It takes faith and fortitude to be here right now, tonight, to listen again to the story, to be implicated in both wild hope and fearful betrayal. Wild hope they had and fearful betrayal. New Testament professor Esau Macaulay reminds us of the irony as we call this day Good Friday. He says the best of all Fridays. It is also a tragedy that sums up all the tragedies of the human experience. It contains all the stuff of our existence. The innocent suffer. The powerful dismiss the weak for politically expedient reasons. And those who have put their hope in God see their dreams dashed. Good Friday is filled to the brim with blood, injustice, and death. In other words, a day like most days for we humans. We who are sinful, in love with power, clinging to what we think is meaningful to what we think will save us. Broken and beloved are we. And yet, particularly as the Gospel writer of John tells it, Jesus stands before Pilate, before us, before the world, as the one completely innocent and faithful one. His life oriented to God. His consistent faithfulness to God showing us the way to be fully human, to be like Him, faithful to God to the one who made us, the one who loves us and forgives us. Jesus' faithfulness to God and to us, even through death, 
chose us, Emmanuel, God with us always. So today we watch with grief as he dies, and with gratitude for God's power, grace, and mercy to save us through Jesus' sacrifice. His death, in some ways like any other, but not like any other. Macaulay says, Jesus is the beginning of the resistance, the embodied truth that sin and evil is out of accord for the purpose for which we were created. The cross with Jesus upon it is transformed. God is with us even unto death. Therein lies our hope even as it is mixed in with the grief. May we see the power of God transforming our lives even today, even tomorrow, in the quiet depths of Holy Saturday, when he lies in the dark tomb. I thought of the words, of the psalmist. Be still and know that I am God. Be still tonight and know that I am God, never forsaking, always present. Be still in the reality of Good Friday, for God is at work with his unbounded grace and mercy and love. Amen.